jump right in. This is not going to be a long program, but it is going to be important. And I want you to pay a close attention. Father, in Jesus' name, help the things that I say to come from your heart and your throne, Lord. Um, not just only to the listeners, but Lord, to myself. Uh, Lord, forgive me of all my hypocrisy and things I have ever done to offend you. And for the listeners here, Lord, we ask for your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, I, I want to point out something. I want to, sh- I want to share something with you. Um, we've talked about this often, and, and I guess if you were to talk about tonight's show, it would be the, the ancient paths. But I've shared the scripture several times, and I want to share it again, but I, I want to share what's right after this particular scripture that maybe, maybe we haven't dwelt upon very much in the path, and it's, or in the past, and it's Jeremiah chapter 6, starting in verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein? And ye shall find rest for your souls. That's promising. That's lovely. It's a powerful promise from God. That if you will walk in the old paths, not, not some new fandangled way, but the ways that he ordained. I was listening earlier to some statistics on uh, cultism in modern-day Christianity and and the absolute disregard for the Word of God and people following whatever a man or a woman may say instead of the Bible relying more on programs like on YouTube, uh, even on the Remnant Call, which I, I mean, I'm thankful for the audience here, but my goodness, anytime anything comes in place of the Word of God, that can become cultish, and I would never want this program to ever be more—you spend more time listening to this show than you do in reading the Word, because it is the Word that sustains. This program is nothing but an arrow that points to the Lord. It doesn't point to itself. It, it, we, don't, we don't ask and take you know, for money. People, there are some that have donated, and we thank you for that, but this program never asks for anything. And never expects anything, and and we're not going to start ever doing that. And uh, because we are sustained, the Lord sustains Remnant Call, and we appreciate everybody that is here. But we don't want you, myself, anybody guest that's on the program. Uh, the desire is is that the Lord will become the one who you put your desire in and your time in and your effort into Him and His ways, and that the remnant call simply is nothing but a vessel leading you closer in your walk to the Lord. It's at the end of this verse, though, it says this, For they said, We will not walk therein. God offers a promise, and they say, Forget about it. Continuing on. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. What a truth for the hour we are living in. 
And the reason this is such a truth is because there have been people now for quite a while of time that have been crying out. Um, I'm thinking of you know, my favorite pastor always, uh, been, I think, the greatest preacher in modern-day history, David Wilkerson. Um, the the man preached with such power and fervency and in depth of conviction, and I used to weep listening to his sermons uh, because I was so convicted uh, and driven closer to the Lord. It wasn't Brother David. I didn't get at the end of his sermon and say, wow, I'll just sit around and wait till the next week until he can preach something else. No, my desire was at the end of his message is I need to seek the Lord more. I need to follow him deeper. And God has been sending watchmen for so long now, but I find out that the only, still over and over again, the only thing people care about right now is the next newest, hottest thing in order to, one, fix their non-existent relationship and their non-existent prayer life or their non-existent reading the word of God. They want to fix that by hearing some magical word or they want the hottest piece of news so that they can know that they are one more moment closer to judgment. Folks, you don't have to worry about that. Judgment's coming. It'll be here. Stop worrying about it. Start focusing on what is important. Because what is important is that if the watchman is doing his job, then the result of that should be from a convicted heart by the Spirit of the living God is that you will turn yourself back. So if there's a disconnect there, there's one of two problems. Either the watchman is not calling out the true word of God, or the person's listening is not open and following what God wants them to do. I think we have a mixture of both happening right now in this day and age, because I hear a lot of people crying out all kinds of stuff today, and I wonder, where do you get some of that stuff? But then at the same time, there are those who are truly and honestly crying out and asking for God to make a difference in what's going on. And I'm looking here, at when I was listening to these statistics about you know, what is going on in the modern-day church and the absolute disregard for, for what is right and, you know, and, and sin and what is righteousness and, and all these things, that people have such a skewed view anymore that they don't even understand what the very truth of God is. But yes, they're still calling themselves Christian. And it reminds me of... Paul's sermon on Mars Hill in Acts chapter 17, starting in verse 22, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious, for as I passed by and behold your devotions, I found an altar with the inscription, with this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made by hands, neither is worshipped with any men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So Paul's coming by there and he's talking to him. He says, you know what? I saw something today. You're worshiping a God you don't even know, and yet you are worshiping him and like it's something good to do. And, and, and he was there to declare the truth. But the problem we're running in today, folks, is people in Christianity are worshiping that unknown God because he doesn't resemble anything of the Bible anymore. The God that we're worshiping so often, even in some of the remnant 
so-called circles is not the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible had a certain standard by which he wants us to live and to do things. You say, well, Brother Frank, are you trying to work your way into the kingdom? No, I'm not. I'm saved by grace. I know that. If you know this program, you know that you cannot earn your salvation. But at the same time, you cannot live the way you want to live if it is against the very word of God. You see, we've made it so difficult or we've made it so outrageously loose and ridiculous that people don't even know and understand the truth. And yet the Bible is very simple on the plan of salvation, but really even on what we are to do in following the Lord. It's not, you know, I was kind of just narrowing it down to three post-salvational things that God asks us to do in his new covenant. And and the new covenant is nothing but just a furtherance of the way the old covenant came into the new covenant. We still have the same God, okay? This new covenant is not something that says, do away with the rest of the Bible. No way. It's all one book, folks. But this new covenant was made and paid the price by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the son of the living God. It is personal now. Our Heavenly Father takes this extremely seriously, and his son gave us the very things he would do. And I was just thinking of the three kind of just core things that Jesus wanted us to follow. And the first one really starts out in John chapter 14. It's so simple. I know this may seem so elementary to some people, but I'll tell you folks, it has been so forgotten in the hour that we are in right now. In John chapter 14, in verse 15, it says one simple statement. If you love me, Keep my commandments. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Well, hold on. Let me let me actually read what the rest of this says. Because skipping down to verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will he, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye have here is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet pressed within you. So what, what Jesus is trying to say here simply is those who love me keep my commandments, but those who don't follow my ways, they don't love me. Simply translated, you want to live the way you want to live outside of the very bounds of God, and you want to claim that you love the Lord, yet don't want to follow his ways? I didn't say you'd be perfect and you'll get everything right. I'm not talking about perfectionism here. But I'm talking about disregard for what is sin and what is not sin. And you want to just live any way you want to live and say, well, grace covers everything. Folks, I'm telling you, Jesus says, according to his very word, that you do not actually love him. It's like me saying, Dad, I love you. I love you, Dad. And, and my, my father says, oh, no, well, don't do this and don't do that. And I say, well, I love you. Whatever, I'll do whatever you say. And then I go and do it. Is that love? No. No, it's not. It's selfishness of me getting what I want to do. And the simple fact is, in verse 21, he that keepeth my commandments, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. So if you think that you can just trample under the word of God, the commands of God, you've deceived yourself into worshiping an unknown God that doesn't exist. 
It's very simple. The Lord didn't make a very a heavy yoke. He said, "Come unto me." His, his yoke is light. His burden is light, and it's it's not heavy at all. The second one I was thinking about, Matthew twenty five. One of the core questions asked at the end of time. It wasn't about how well you did every single thing out there in the world, because we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Yes, we will fall off the path and fall down sometimes. You know, I'm, we will mess up. Okay, but the truth is, is that we have a duty to take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. At the end of time, when God's talking, the great white throne judgment, he's, he's separating the sheep and the goats he's talking about there. He talks about a group of people who went and fed those who couldn't take care of themselves without food. They gave thirst to the thirsty, food to the hungry, clothing to the naked, and visited the prisoners and all those that were sick. And Jesus said, as much as you've done it under the least of one of these, you've done it also unto me. They were ministering directly to our, to our Lord by ministering to other people. So Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And part of the, one of the things that the Lord wants us to do is to minister to those and to take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. And the last little thing, I'm very, this is so simple. Matthew 28. You know it, don't you? Don't make me read it again. Matthew 28 starting in verse 19, says this, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. Did you hear that? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. So he says, go out, make disciples, make followers of Jesus, and then teach them to keep the very commands of God, because it is those commands that keep us on the path and on the way that he desires us to do. And it's so simple, yet we make it so difficult. And I was looking back here at a letter I had written just after I had been saved about three, I don't know, this was probably maybe 2000. I got saved in 99, 2002, I would guess, around there. And I just, I, I was, I... I, you know, I'd been sharing people about Jesus, but I was just so burdened at that. I remember this time. I was like, I got to just start. I'm just going to go door to door. And I've done this, you know, over the times throughout my life. I you know, sometimes just go knock on doors or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I just want something I can hand to somebody and share this good news of Jesus. And I just want to share this. I wrote this as a newer Christian. So, you know, it may not be all sound the greatest in the way it's written, but th- this is what I said. In light of recent events, America... Americans across the U.S. have been brought face-to-face with the seriousness of the world's present crisis. Boy, this sounds more relevant than even back then. I would like to say that these recent events just further prove beyond the shadow of a doubt the truth in God's Word and the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. I would like to say that this letter is not an attempt to scare you or to get you to join a particular church or denomination. I am only writing this letter to warn people and to encourage people in the light of the approaching judgment upon the people of this planet. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was alive on the earth. He came and died for you and me. 
so that we could have the right to live with him for eternity because the world was so wicked. God would have been completely justified if he destroyed all of mankind. Fortunately, God loved us so much that he sent his son to die in our place. After Christ was resurrected and returned to heaven to prepare a place for us, our enemy Satan has been pulling off some of the biggest scams in history in an attempt to get people to not not to think about God. He has invented such things as the theory of evolution, the age of philosophy, and various other erroneous doctrines. Three and one half years ago, I, a severe addict to drugs, was a compulsive liar, enjoyed degrading women, and had no respect for my wife. To tell you the truth, I was only worried about myself. And one day, about a week after a man had given me a book, about the soon return of Jesus. That was the day of the Lord is at hand, if you'd like to know. Continuing reading. And the coming tribulation upon this earth, something started to happen to me. For a while, I had been fed up with the countless attempts over the years to quit drugs, but I just couldn't. I have always known that I should turn my life over to God, but I thought that that meant I couldn't have any more fun in life. But now something different was happening. All of a sudden, my sins and my complete wretchedness came up before my face, and I just couldn't take it any longer. To put it simply, I got the fear of God in me. While I was driving down the road one day, my soul was in utter anguish. Finally, I started to cry, and I called out to God and said, Lord, I can't quit these drugs. I will give my life to you if you will just take the drugs away from me. Now, friends, I am here to tell you that in one second, the Lord took these drugs away and I threw them out the window and have never turned back. Praise God. My friends, the reason that I'm telling you part of my life story is to let you know that God still works miracles today. What is even better than that is the fact that God doesn't care who you are, where you come from, or your color. God wants all people to come to him But unfortunately, most people won't. You see, because God loves you, he won't force you to love him. If he did, that wouldn't be true love. Please allow me to have your attention for just one more minute. This is the time that people have been looking forward to for the last 2,000 years. Jesus Christ is coming in your lifetime. Please consider this. If you were to die today and stand before the Lord in judgment, would you be justified to live with him forever? Or would you have your part in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone? If the Lord doesn't return soon, this world will never make it. Brothers and sisters, the day of the Lord is at hand. Are you looking for peace in your soul or something to fill that part of your life that can never fully be content Maybe you are worried about the current events, your family, or wherever your problems may be. There is someone who can meet your every need. Fix a broken heart and restore your soul. His name is Jesus. If your heart is feeling stiffened, upright, excuse me, if your heart is feeling stirred up right now, why don't you get on your knees and ask Jesus to come into your life and save your soul? Repent and be baptized. Your life will be changed. Friends, I would like to say that there are many people out there calling themselves Christians. 
They go to church and act one way, and the other six days of the week they live another way. These people are not true Christians. They're hypocrites. They have given God's church a bad name, but their actions will not excuse you on Judgment Day. Judgment is coming. Please turn your eyes upon Jesus. If you're concerned about your relationship with God, or if you'd like someone to pray and study with you, you can contact me. And I gave him my information. You see, time is growing short. The world's falling apart. It's going to hell in a handbasket, as we've said over and over again. It's going to happen, but the truth is still the truth that God is calling us in this hour to go out and to share the good news with a dying world. I didn't have any magic bullet. I didn't have the prayer of Jabez. But you know what I did have? I had a testimony. I had a word to share with them. And I just simply shared it. And I remember my dad saying, son, if you don't know what to, sh- what to say, if they don't want to hear it, just hand them this letter. And that's what I did. Folks, God is calling us in this hour to put away the fruitless broadcasts on the internet that are doing nothing but running us in a perpetual circle of doing nothing in our Christian walk. There is not another piece of news that is going to make you change. It is Jesus Christ who makes people change. It is the spirit of the living God that brings about change. And this is the hour that he's calling us out to make a difference. Folks, I and you, we do not worship an unknown God. We worship the God of the Bible and the truth that is there and his holy and righteous ways. He is calling us to walk in them in this hour. We don't need any fancy gospel. We simply need people who are willing to share the truth about Jesus Christ. You're not going to rise up with your guns and overtake this country, but we can rise up with the spirit of the living God and we can convict and share somebody through the power of his spirit and change lives because that's what God is calling us to do. He is calling us to make a difference in this world by telling people Jesus is coming again. I don't know what else to say. All I know is I had a burden. And I have a burden today. A simple letter from a young Christian, but coupled with the spirit of the living God is more precious than a 75-year-old scholar who forgot his first love. Folks, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit around and wait for the next episode? Or how about doing something about it right now? This is the hour, the ancient ways God is calling us to. It's time to walk in them. The unknown God is for the world. We worship the God, Yahweh of the Bible. That's who we follow. And he is holy and he's just and he's righteousness. And he's calling us to walk in his ways. Won't you do it tonight? This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying good night. Shalom, and get busy about your father's business. Oh, it's